0: Welcome back to Our Free Bodies. Today I want to talk about dye culture. What it is, how to resist it. I think it's such an important discussion to have because it's so fundamental to the topics that I want to discuss in the future. But before I do that, I wanted to give some updates or reflections. I'm still currently in school obviously. I have been writing so many college essay drafts and getting feedback on them, and honestly, the whole process has been quite reflective. And while sometimes it is hard to kind of dig through your past and pull out some traumatic moments or whatnot, I generally feel less anxious than I think I should be, which is what I said in the previous episode, but I'm happy that the feeling has continued. I also wanted to talk a bit about the content of my podcast, what I want to do with it in the future. Um, Generally, it's not that I'm not satisfied with the content as is, but I definitely feel like I want to invite more speakers and authors or registered dietitians who really understand what all of this is because I'm still only just a girl that's going through recovery and still trying to figure it out and sometimes I feel like I am not knowledgeable enough to help others I mean my experiences can but sometimes I give advice that might not be fully comprehensible or advice that needs to be heard by those who are currently struggling or in recovery so I think that would be a nice change I just feel that I want to be more informative about these topics because they're so taboo and so sensitive. Other than that, there aren't any other updates that I want to talk about. So let's get talking about diet culture. die culture. Die culture is a lot of things but generally it's a system of beliefs that worship thinness and equate thinness to health. This means that you can spend your entire life thinking you're broken or you're a failure just because you don't look like the impossibly thin ideal or quote-unquote the mold. Die culture also promotes weight loss as a means of attaining higher status. This means that you can feel compelled to spend huge amounts of time, energy, and money trying to Shrink your body, even though the research is quite clear that diets are not sustainable and intentional weight loss won't last for more than a few years. Diet culture also demonizes certain ways of eating while elevating others and this forces us to be so hyper vigilant about our eating. Examples being counting calories or creating meal plans, you're ashamed of making certain food choices, you're distracted from your pleasure, Um, satisfaction you get from eating, or your purpose and power. Finally, diet culture also oppresses people who don't match up with its supposed picture of health. And this seriously disproportionately harms women, trans folks, people in larger bodies, people of color, people with disabilities, and thus damaging their mental and physical health. So basically diet culture is really judgmental, and is the concept that health means thinness, thinness means good, and it leads people to judge themselves and judge their worth based on this so-called health. Dye culture has intentionally conditioned us from very early on, and it seriously weighs on weight prejudice and other serious biases. I recently saw this crazy statistic, but it's not as surprising when you think about it It stated that over 50% of 13-year-olds in America hate the way that they look, and that's such a huge number, but dieting is so normal and considered such a necessary part of life that the statistic isn't really surprising. Like, I just think it's crazy that dieting is so normalized and the association of health with thinness, with beauty or with our happiness. It just keeps us in this trap and this cycle of obsessing over our bodies and spending so much money on thousands of diets, health, beauty products marketed on us. I mean people market off of our own insecurities of us trying to be thinner and thinner and I think that that stigma just needs to completely change. The ideas are so unhelpful and diet culture is so harmful and they result in obsessive dieting, food restriction, fad diets, all to achieve this mold. And the thing is, is that this mold, we weren't born with it. We're not born with insecurities. This all has been conditioned on us over the years. To what end? I recently attended this workshop that advocated for body neutrality and discussed intuitive eating and there were over 200 people in the workshop and so many of them were like in their 30s, 40s, 50s. I mean, people spend decades obsessing over their body, obsessing over what diet culture has conditioned us to think. And it's just so sad when you think about it because, I don't know, I'm 17 and I thought and I'm already mentally exhausted from obsessive food thoughts and thinking about the way that I look all the time that I just can't imagine the cycle continuing and being forced upon me like health and thinness are not synonymous one's genetics and social determinants of health such as, um, I don't know, your physical environment your socioeconomic status, your access to health care your social networks, there's such large influences on one's weight and health status. So diets are so one-dimensional and they don't consider one's conditions. And it's just so important that we fight against diet culture because of how oppressive it is. So there are ways that diet culture may appear in our surroundings, in our environment such as diets or dietary patterns that encourage rules about eating, diets that give moral implication to food such as guilty pleasure, cheat day, or clean eating. Basically labeling food as good or bad and putting food into these moral categories. Diet culture may also appear within statements about yourself or others regarding their body size, especially speaking negatively about body size. Statements about how one would be happier or more successful if you were thinner. And stigma about one's weight from healthcare professionals or others. And this may include doctors prescribing diets instead of other interventions or missing symptoms entirely because they are hyper-focused on weight. And this also gets into systemic institutionalism, but I could go on about that. These are just different signs that you see in your surroundings where diet culture may appear. So there's also ways you need to resist diet culture in your life. For instance, take a break from social media. Unfollow those who promote diet culture on social media and follow more body positive activists or body neutral activists. Maybe follow registered dietitians who promote a intuitive eating approach. I mean... The modern age of social media, quote-unquote fitspo, or before and after photo campaigns are such a driving force behind diet culture and this constant demonizing pressure to fit a certain body ideal. When you scroll through social media accounts, especially focused on beauty or fitness or thinness, be self-aware of how you feel after scrolling through those accounts. If you find yourself feeling more depressed, anxious, or motivated to engage in diet behavior, then unfollow. Simply try to surround yourself with a more positive environment and one that sparks more optimism in your life in terms of the way you see nutrition, the way you see um, body image, etc. You need to take an active role in your life to redefine beauty in your surroundings. This means celebrating body diversity in social media and not celebrating weight loss or any type of body change. Also, be aware of dye culture, the fad diet, the magazines, the articles. This all really ties in. Just really be aware of how prevalent dye culture feeds into our minds. I mean, people... Again, they profit off of our insecurities. I read this analogy that we're kind of swimming in die culture, so we really, really don't see it. It's so normalized, and you really have to take an active role in stepping out of this swimming pool and really just taking a look at what society has conditioned us to think. In addition, make sure you try to eat foods that nourish you and bring you joy, like what satisfies you, what gives you pleasure, and don't initially, don't don't take in account of the nutritional aspects, especially if you are in the beginning stages of recovery, and you might be like, oh, but that means I might crave, I don't know, donuts all the time, but you'll see eventually that You'll steer away from foods that are not as nutritiously dense as others and head towards foods that make you physically feel better, meaning maybe more fiber-rich foods or more vegetables or more proteins, etc. Next, try to change the language you use around food in your body and others, meaning speak kindly to yourself. And this is what I mentioned in the previous episode as well. When you are in recovery or... Trying to recover from a relapse. This ties into moral implications and moral labels. Don't label foods as good or bad. When you moralize food, you put conditions on yourself and increase your judgment of yourself. If you think certain foods are more morally superior than others, then you'll judge yourselves as better or doing the right thing when you eat those foods. But this also works the other way. When you feel guilty about eating something that's supposedly less good as another food. I mean, I know I condemn myself when I don't adhere to my food rules or I further increase my discontentment with my body and my confidence decreases when I do set moral implications on foods. So definitely try to steer away from that and that's also a practice used in eating disorder recovery. Finally, and I just recommend this overall, is to really just throw away the scale. Really just throw away the scale. I mean, I had my parents hide the scale from me because for a really long time, my parents weighed me every day and I associated my sense of self and my worth with, with how much I weighed. And that was so destructive for my mindset. And... only enabled and prompted me to feed more into diet culture. Skip weight resolutions as well. This always ties into throwing the scale. Focus again on satisfaction, nourishment, and general wellness, incorporating more vegetables in your meals or moving the way you want to, whether that be yoga, running, skating, etc. That's actually all I have for today's episode. I know it was shorter than normal but I figured that to have a more condensed version of what die culture is though it is so multifaceted and there's so much I can say about die culture that will be saved for future episodes but I feel like this gives this gave a really good foundation of what die culture is and what to look out for so thank you guys so much for listening if you still are and I'll see you next week Bye.